Welcome back to the Freight Tech Venture Summit. I'm Craig Fuller here with Brits Fitzpatrick, the Executive Director of Blue North. We're going to talk about the opportunities of building a community and supporting supply chain. Britt, welcome to Four Speed Ahead and welcome to the Venture Summit here uh, as part of the Freightways Venture Series. How are you? I'm great. I like that intro music. Thanks for having me. It's, you know, it's high energy. We like to be high energy, keep the, keep the energy alive and the passion here. Brett, you're a fascinating uh, person. You have been in the startup community and you've gone out and developed this community to really help startups in the Northern Kentucky area get their start, but really focused on supply chain. Tell us a little bit about Blue North. Sure, so Blue North is the ecosystem for startups in Northern Kentucky. If you're not familiar with Northern Kentucky, we are the we're part of the greater Cincinnati region and we cover eight counties. And our job is to, as you said, connect entrepreneurs to critical resources. So we know that's capital, it's customers, it's talent, it's education. So we help connect entrepreneurs to the resources that are available in the region and also through our partners around the country. So you have gone out and started this, you launched it in July, really to connect uh, folks that are in the community, but also large corporates that are involved in supply chain. Why specifically did you focus on supply chain? It's a unique asset of our region. We are home to uh, the CVG airport, which is also the home to the air cargo hub for both Amazon Prime and DHL. We have dozens and dozens of carrier companies, third-party logistics companies. And so, as you know, when you're building an ecosystem or your founder is choosing an ecosystem, you look at the assets within that community and lean into those to grow the economy within that community. Now, Britt, did you uh, decide to move to uh, Northern Kentucky and start this? Uh, were you recruited in from uh, perhaps the state or, or stakeholders in the community? So I've had a really windy journey, as many entrepreneurial people do. Um, so I was actually doing ecosystem building work in Memphis and then Louisville, um, and then was recruited to come to Cincinnati to work with founders and through way of networking and relationships, uh, wound up at Blue North. Well, it's, a, it's certainly we're big fans of it. You launched it in July. Uh, Brian Aoi has been a part of helping you uh, think about that and, and launch it. We had Brian earlier as part of our Venture Summit, so certainly we're big fans of, of what he's doing uh, as, at Refashioned. And you guys are actually uh, working on a, he mentioned and teased the fact that he's working on a fund. Tell us a little bit about the, the goals of the fund. Yes, um, so there's actually a broader vision to grow the Northern Kentucky region into a top tier supply chain ecosystem within the Midwest. And that includes an ecosystem and includes a fund. On the fund side, uh, we are looking to raise a $50 million fund that will focus on um, seed stage and some series A investments to invest in companies that are, of course, in our region, but also companies that can leverage the assets that we have, whether that's you know the corporate connectivity that we have to um, big co's like Kroger or P&G, um, the airport, as I mentioned, or the type of you know talent and infrastructure we have to facilitate things like last mile delivery. Um, on the ecosystem side, we've founded a chapter of the Worldwide Supply Chain Federation, where you were a guest at our, our launch event uh, last month. And so that's a monthly meetup where we're bringing together experts like yourself with startups and potential customers and partners 
to facilitate these ad hoc connections to help founders get the network capital that they need to facilitate the other types of capital that they're looking to raise. Well, it's awesome to have resources as a founder myself. You know, when I think early when you're getting started, a lot of the sort of success of the business and uh, is based on how strong your network is. And, and I, when I was starting out, I had to effectively go build that. Now I had family uh, connections that, that certainly uh, I benefited from, but oftentimes you're actually doing a lot of that work yourself. And I think what's really awesome about what you're doing at Flew North and has been done with what Brian is doing in New York and, and other places, uh, is really bringing decision makers uh, together with early stage companies to help them navigate the supply chain opportunities and challenges. 100%. And I think with what we're seeing happening in the venture capital space with shifts from the venture capital model that we've known traditionally to other types of financing, along with that, we are seeing more of an emphasis on network capital and connections. Um, I saw the announcement that you all have about the startup support effort that's um, offering, you know, in-kind services and connections and resources. And so those are the types of things that I think that we'll see continue to grow as uh, we realize more and more that the connections and the relationships are really the driver for the other types of support that you need as a founder. Now, Britt, since the, the whole Metro Covington CVG, I know that because I used to fly through there quite often uh, uh, when Delta had a, a huge presence. I imagine they still do. Uh, but Chattanooga was, was well served by the CVG airport. It's, it's geographically well positioned. It's a beautiful city. Yeah. Uh, and it's right in the center of the country, right in the center of the major population centers, as well as the sort of industrial uh, part of our economy. So the positioning makes absolute sense. How do you guys really encourage the ecosystem? How do you build upon that strength? Yes, uh, thank you for, for making that point. We are within a day's drive of the majority of the country and the customers that um, one would want to reach in this space. And so we're definitely looking to leverage that positioning to attract more entrepreneurs, to market the types of resources and customer connections that we have. Um, obviously, the fund will be a huge component of that because at the end of the day, you do need capital to scale. Um, and so getting those pieces in place and building out the infrastructure of critical resources and then marketing that to neighboring ecosystems and letting them know that we want them to either leverage us as an expansion city or a relocation city um, to take advantage of the things that we have to offer. Now, Brett, you're a fascinating individual. You've moved from Memphis. You were a founder of a company. You're a, yep. you're a black female in the South raising money. You had a startup. You were a SaaS company. What are the challenges? Steve Case touched on it this morning uh, where they've, as part of the Rise of the Rest Fund, are actually creating a platform, the largest check they've ever cut in their uh, Rise of the Rest tour, a $2 million check to black founders. But I imagine there are a lot of challenges being a black founder, a female black founder in the South trying to raise money for a technology company. Absolutely. Uh, I'm a huge fan of uh, the whole revolution team and what they're doing and really excited about the pitch competition. There certainly are unique challenges well, I'll start off by saying being a founder is hard, period. Like it's hard to take something and and put it out there in the world and get it to scale. But when you add to that, you know, the the challenges of, of unconscious bias or pattern matching, that's where things get even more difficult and complicated to navigate. 
Um, I think for me, being in 2013 in a, an ecosystem that was so young and not known for technology, uh, what I dealt with was just being a lot of times the first or the only. Um, and so a lot of times I was breaking a pattern. And so sometimes it takes multiple instances of success for people to recognize like, oh, this can actually work and this can actually be successful. But if you don't have the opportunities and the relationships, as we mentioned earlier, to get you to the point of success, then it becomes a never ending cycle. Um, and so that was definitely something that I dealt with quite often. And like you, I have to go out and just build my own network. I moved to San Francisco for four months. I sold my car, moved out of my apartment and moved there, <laughs> put all my stuff in a suitcase, uh, lived with six other roommates uh, for four months to build relationships. Um, we did round, went, end up raising some angel investment from Memphis. But I honestly, I think my willingness to leave and build other relationships is what kind of put some fire under some folks to give me some capital. So sometimes you have to be willing to go outside the box to do that. That's awesome. I, I, I think I missed the boat on San Francisco. I'm now having kids, I wouldn't have had that <laughs> opportunity. But I did think about when I first started thinking about starting what's now Freight Waves is I actually thought about moving to San Francisco, but I, I couldn't do that because I had kids. It was a sort of a, a, a thought for a hot minute. But you know, it is interesting as you think about the challenges. Steve Case touched on it this morning. We've had a couple of different conversations about it uh, throughout the day of not only being outside the valley, but just the challenges of being a founder and trying to raise capital. What, what other messages can you have to potential founders about really uh, their improving their chances of success? Yeah, I will say, even though I did move to San Francisco for four months, I'm very bullish on the Southeast and the Midwest as prime opportunities for investors. Um, this is what the majority of the country looks like, and there are tons of great companies here that are untapped potential for these investors. My advice to founders in these cities and these communities would be, again, to look Build your network within your community, but don't be afraid to go outside of your community, especially in this digital remote environment. You know, check out you know virtual conferences like the ones that you have and events and build relationships. Take advantage of this remote time to build as many relationships as possible outside of your immediate surroundings so that you have enough network capital to increase your chances of getting connected to the right type of support. So, Britt, you've got this big opportunity. You've got uh, trying to bring a, a lot of awareness to the importance of supply chain in your community, but also uh, help these startups get founded. You have this fund that you guys are trying to raise, a $50 million fund that Brian teased it. Um, what is it you hope to do with that fund? Uh, is it investing in the uh, region that you're at, or is it to make investments outside the region but focused on supply chain? What is it you guys are hoping to back? It's both. Um, so we obviously want to see the growth of our immediate community. We want to see the founders who are building great solutions within the supply chain space get the capital they need to continue to grow. We would love to attract other founders to the region and take advantage of the resources we have. But we also recognize that there are great ideas in other communities as well where we will deploy capital, particularly um, in international companies. So. Um, our goal is to be able to provide early stage capital where we see there's a gap in terms of supply chain investment. There's a huge gap in the seed stage. And so that's 
the primary stage that we'll be investing at. And then there will be some funds reserved for Series A and follow-on investments as those companies continue to develop. But we've got four key focus areas. So we've got the tech future of freight. I mentioned, you know, last mile delivery and, um, you know, the e-commerce boom. We've got uh, the supply chain within food, for, so the from seed to plate. Um, we've got the circular economy, which is all about you know, sustainability. Lisa, uh, the other partner, that's her expertise, and we're really bullish on the idea of um, you know regenerating you know recyclable materials and leveraging the manufacturing resources that we have to build out some infrastructure around that. And then finally, responsible sourcing. We talked a little bit about you know a support for Black founders and other types of underrepresented founders. We need to make sure that companies are able to leverage you know, our pipeline to increase their supplier diversity um, and also are following, you know, best practices when it comes to doing the right thing for the environment as well. I imagine with um, everything going on in terms of what happened with COVID, with supply chain, uh, what happened in the summer with, um, uh, you know, the story around racial tension and, and empowerment, there's been an active effort by a lot of corporations and funds to get behind um, really investing in a resilient supply chain, but also doing uh, things in terms of sort of bridging the gap between the, the race divide and the socioeconomic divide. It seems like that you guys are well positioned to do that. Are you finding there's a receptivity among potential investors or corporates to support your mission? Yes, there are. Uh, there's been tons of great outreach um, and support for our efforts um, to be more intentional, explicit about supporting black entrepreneurs, women entrepreneurs, other types of underrepresented founders. Um, in our case, black entrepreneurs, given the topic that we were just discussing. Um, and we're really excited to see where that goes. I think the key challenge for anyone who's engaged in that type of effort is really to make sure that you're doing it with the community and not for the community. And so our focus has been to engage black entrepreneurs in the process of building out these solutions and then taking those learnings and sharing them with our networks of partners. This is what black founders are actually saying they want. This is what they're actually saying they need. These are the types of companies that they're building and then building a solution from there. There's actually a really interesting arbitrage. I think Steve Case has been uh, certainly done that, where they're actually underwriting businesses outside the you know the, the East Coast cities or the coastal cities, but but in reality, what they're actually doing is is they benefit because these deals aren't as competitive. Correct. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it's a it's a hidden gem for anyone who's looking to invest in scalable ventures. Hey, Brent, we got to go. I started to cut you out. Uh, really appreciate your time today. We'll have you back.